Hello, everyone. This is Sean A. Boxdale of the 10 Minutes of Truth podcast. And today we have um, someone that I have known for over 20 years um, that I have nurtured a relationship with, a brotherhood with, someone that I trust uh, not only with my money, but I trust him with my life. Um, this individual uh, I met in a constrained situation uh, in, during my incarceration, someone that is younger than me, a few years, only a few years. This young man is younger than me, but I learned a lot from this young man and we will definitely get into all of these things. Today, I have on my esteemed brother that helped me in forming uh, the Boots on the Ground initiative. I have Larry Howerton Jr. How you doing, my brother? Man, I am doing on. I'm doing wonderful. I am so grateful to be here today. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, before we even start, um, how long have we known each other? Um, I was about nineteen, twenty years. About nineteen, twenty yeah. years, twenty years. I met him. Uh, he was the oil guy. He was the oil guy. You were the oil guy. Yes. He had all the oil. He still has all the oil, which, you know, I'll give you a shameless plug in a minute yeah. about if you want to buy oil. But <laughs> but I met this brother uh, in prison, um, <clears throat> which you'll hear his story very shortly of how he got there. Um, bright young man, uh, bright smile. You know, this is someone that... Uh, he was happy in prison. I didn't know why he was happy in prison at the time, um, but he was happy in prison, very happy in prison. He's still happy. He's still smiling right now in, uh, in front of us. Um, let's start to tell the people a little bit uh, or a lot of bit about you. Uh, so you did how long in prison? I did 25 years and 11 months in prison. 25 years and 11 months in prison. How old were you when you went to prison? I was uh, 16 when I got in trouble. I was 17 when I entered prison with adults. Okay, so let's stop right there. We want y'all to understand what you just heard. You just heard the brother say, Mr. Howerton say that he did 25 and 11 months. Almost 26 years. Yeah. And he, he, he got in trouble at 16, right? You went to prison at 17, and you came home at how? 43 years old. 43 years old. So what we're about to dive into um, for every community is, is much-needed conversation for our youth. Because if anybody knows what uh, Boots on the Ground is about, um, the initiative that we form and uh, with the help of 10 Minutes of Truth, of course, as the media platform to get this information out. So we need everyone to know that on 10 Minutes of Truth, we're not biased. Uh, we don't whatever our particular belief systems are and what it is that we believe. We don't push that on or try to invoke that on anyone. We just place and put out a lot of information, the best information and the truth Um as we know it and as what it is so that you can be well informed so that you can make informed decisions out here uh, and out in the world. So with that being said, let's go backwards then uh, to how this all uh, transpired or how you came to be the man that you are today. Um, so let's start with uh, childhood. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, 
first thing I'd like to ask is when, uh, because you went to prison for what? Uh, first degree murder and use of a firearm in the commission of a felony. Okay. But you, I've never seen you be violent ever in my life. Right. Yes. Um, I've, I think I've been 20 years. I've probably only seen you like really mad, like maybe twice, maybe, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and that mad was just a, not a, a, a yell or scream. I don't, I don't think you know how to yell or scream. But I'm, <laughs> I don't, but I um I've only seen you mad just a couple of times. So, uh, did you grow up around violence? Uh, yes, yes. Um, it started um I would say around nineteen eighty three or eighty four when I was around three or four years old. I started noticing violence when um I first seen my uncle. Uh, bust his, other, his brother up beside the head with a pole and my other uncle um, James he was running towards me with his face bleeding and afterwards I used to see um, him get drunk and then he cut my uncle Dennis yeah he cut my uncle Dennis face open with a knife and I was like around three or four years old and I had to ride from Chatham Virginia all the way to Danville with my uncle's face bleeding and um, how old were you? I was like three or four years old and I remember it vividly I remember it uh, so vividly at this age. Um, So this was like the encounters that I um, seen from my family when they used alcohol and, um, you know, became intoxicated. And it was like it was like a common thing because I used to always hear about my grandfather who had shot my grandmother in the face and um, how he was known to like, you know, had a quick temper and he did not take um, jump from anybody. So um, it was like instilled in me because my cousins, they used to come to me when I was like eight or nine years old and they would get on their knees and they would box with me and they would tell me, they would say, we're going to teach you how to kill somebody and get away with it. And I was only like seven or eight years old and they would come and punch on me. But they was, you know, in the name of trying to teach me how to fight and to teach me to be tough in the streets. And this is how they were raised up because they were around my family who, um, didn't take nothing from anyone and as i continued to grow when i became a teenager i used to see people get shot shot in the street right in front of me and Hmm. you know this this played an effect on me accompanied with like the um argumentation that was going on in my household between my mother and her boyfriend and um just the neighborhood that i i grew up in it's like my environment it formed my mind my Hmm. environment it formed my um mentality because i was like naturally a kind-hearted person believing in you know god because when i used to be young like three or four years old i used to get whooped by my mother Hmm. and uh, i would quickly say the devil made me do it so i realized like it was it was powers beyond my control you know what i'm saying as far as the god and the devil that was instilled in me as well as the violence so um you know i quickly um when i did wrong i blamed it on the devil at three and four years old Hmm. so um as i grew um, I was in the streets and I used to, I took it upon myself to, um, go seek religion. You know what I mean? Despite the things that I had done trying to get away from, um, all that I was going through, all that had affected my mind. So, uh, so let me ask you, so you said you were seeking religion. So even before incarceration, you were trying to find spirituality? Yes. Yes. Because my friends, they would know, they would know me and they would, um, uh, even though I would do a wrong, they would say, um, swear to God, 
if they thought I was lying because mm. they knew how um, I believed in God. So they'd be like, swear to God. And if I didn't swear to God, they knew I was lying. And I never swear, swore to God on a lie. And mm. this was when I was in the streets selling coke, shooting people, um, robbing people, you know, calling shots. It was like I still believed in God. And, I, you know what I'm saying, I, I was hoping on his mercy. Oh, wow. Uh, that I didn't know. Um, I thought I knew everything about you. All right. So, so just talking about this childhood because that's trauma. Yeah. Seeing you know your uncle get bust upside the head at at that age, and you saying vividly because I remember things at that age too, you know what I'm saying? Um, that that traumatized me. But at that time, we didn't have these words in yeah. the home, right? Yeah. Uh, we didn't have the word trauma. Mm -hmm. We didn't have you know um, uh, therapy. We didn't have those things. Uh, the way our people and a lot of our uh, our people still today, you know what I'm saying? Our communities they deal with trauma by um, self medicating, right? By alcohol and drugs, right? Um, so, have you ever done drugs? No, I haven't done drugs or gotten drunk in my entire life. Um, when I was like four years old, my grandfather he used to pour like liquor down my throat, like bootleg. He'd tell my grandmother. He'll say, um, Annie, um, go to the closet, and he would take some liquor, and he would pour it down my throat. And I don't know if this was to deter me or not, but um, I used to, I can still feel the burn when I see people drink. Mm. I can see feel the burn going down my throat from when I was a child, and he used to pour the um, liquor down my throat. But you've, wow, so how old were you when that like happened? Three or four years old when I was around my grandfather. He died when I was in the second grade. Oh, wow. Yeah, he tried to kill his whole family, and he became paralyzed. Wow. Well, that's our time. Uh, we want to stay true to the concept of 10 Minutes of Truth, of course, and we're doing 10-minute segments. Uh, come back next week where you can hear Mr. Howerton continue to tell you his journey on how he became the individual that he is today. This is Sean A. Boston. This is 10 Minutes of Truth. Representation is extremely important. And sometimes it has to be civil and sometimes it has to be criminal. If you need help in these areas, please call Mike Trent of the Trent Law Practice. He can be found at 7S Main Street, Halifax, Virginia, 24558. And that phone number is 434-471- 4339. If you want to get it right, call Mike.